Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded January 31st, 2023. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. This week in the podcast, we highlight the most interesting question we got last week, some thoughts on earnings, and updates on our high-frequency indicators. Three big things you need to know. First, layoffs for tech are spiking, a necessary step in the bottoming process for the stock market, while industrial layoffs remain low, supporting the soft landing thesis. Second, as we combed through earnings data last week, a case for stocks may be starting to emerge on 2024. And third, we review what jumped out the most on our high-frequency indicators last week in terms of sentiment, valuation, and performance. All of it generally supports the soft landing thesis and suggests last week's strong move in U.S. equities has been justified. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and other major platforms. Now the details. Takeaway number one. On our question of the week, layoffs for tech are spiking, a necessary step in the bottoming process for stocks, while industrial layoffs are low, supporting the soft landing thesis. The most interesting question that crossed our desk was about how layoffs in industries of excess have impacted stock market performance in past crises. So we took a look at trends for layoffs in tech and telecom around the tech bubble, layoffs in financials around the financial crisis, and layoffs in industrials and energy around the 2015-2016 growth scare. We then compared layoff trends to S&P 500 index levels. We found that the stock market often does bottom well before layoffs in industries of excess have finished playing out. In some instances, tech in 02, financials in 09, and energy in 2016, the stock market bottoms happened right around big spikes and layoffs in the industries in question. In some instances, two big waves of layoffs in the relevant industries were seen. This happened for tech in 01 and 02, and energy in 2015 and 2016. And it wasn't until we got the second spike that stocks found a permanent floor. With tech layoffs spiking now and real estate layoffs having spiked last summer, it's actually hard to say conclusively whether the historical data supports the idea that U.S. equities bottomed in October. But the data does give us one more thing to check off on our list of things that we believe need to happen to call a bottom in stocks. The most interesting thing I discovered as I was going through this industry layoff data rabbit hole, however, was that big spikes in industrial layoffs occurred during each of the big periods of economic stress that we examined. That stands in contrast with today, when industrial layoffs have remained extremely low. The lack of major layoffs in the industrial segment of the economy so far supports the soft landing thesis in our view. I think trends in industrial layoffs are really what we want to be paying attention to right now, not the tech ones. If the U.S. skirts a true recession, we continue to think it will be in part because the industrial economy is providing a bridge to the other side. Moving to takeaway number two, a case for 2024 in the stock market is starting to emerge in earnings season. Generally, as we've highlighted in recent weeks, the earnings backdrop has continued to soften. Within the S&P 500, the percent of companies beating consensus earnings has continued to slow, dragged down the most by communication services, industrials, and REITs. Most S&P sectors are seeing downward earnings revisions to consensus forecasts as well as on revenues, or both. And the bottom-up consensus earnings forecast for the S&P broadly has now fallen to around 224. S&P 500 revenue growth is now also expected to stall, while margins are expected to contract slightly in the year ahead. But all of that's speaking to 2023. The 2024 stats continue to highlight recovery on the horizon. Embedded in the latest consensus forecast remains the idea that earnings and revenue growth and margins are expected to all recover next year. 
The bounce back is expected to be broad-based, with every sector seeing improvement in 2024 earnings growth compared to 2023. It still seems early for investors to be shifting their attention from 2022 to 2024, but that may be what is happening nonetheless. Wrapping up with takeaway number three, what else jumps out in our high-frequency indicators? There were three things that caught our attention. First, investor sentiment continues to show signs of recovery off extremely low levels. We saw that in last week's CFTC update on U.S. equity futures positioning. Improvement was broad-based, seen for S&P and non-U.S. contracts, as well as small cap and growth. With last week's move, the bounce for both broader U.S. equity futures positioning and NASDAQ futures positioning appears to be roughly halfway back to previous highs, suggesting that the rally still has some room to run, at least for now. We're going to be keeping a close eye on this in the next few weeks as this data is moving very quickly. Second, the S&P looks attractively valued on P.E. using 2022's estimated earnings, either our forecast or the consensus, as well as using bottom-up consensus forecast for 2024 EPS. Admittedly, the S&P looks expensive on 2023's estimated earnings, particularly on our own 199 forecast. But if the stock market continues to rally from here, it may simply be because investors are starting to value stocks on 24 earnings rather than 23. And our very last point on the high-frequency indicators in this podcast overall, the S&P has started to diverge slightly from its 0203 path in a good way. We view both 0203 and today as similar periods of messy normalization following major crises. This chapter of the historical playbook has called for U.S. equities to experience weakness through marked before retesting but not breaching the October lows and then embarking on a more sustainable recovery. This path has synced up with the expectations of many sell-side strategists and buy-side investors, but the fact that the index is starting to diverge in a positive way, i.e. the index is going up when the playbook says it should be going down, suggests that investors may be trying to jump in ahead of the widely anticipated March retest. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and be sure to reach out to your RBC representative with any questions. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.